6.30 p.m. Stay tuned for Radio Gag, Gays Against Guns, coming up. Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Mary Ellen Novak. And I'm Josh Chaden. Hi, Josh. Hi. <laughs> so today we're going to explore the performance aspect of demonstrations and resistance actions. There are probably thousands of resistance groups with members who work tirelessly to share their messages, push forward legislation, to hold elected representatives accountable, or to make demands in creative, productive, peaceful ways. Groups like the Yes Men and Betsy Riot and people like Pietro Pablensky and Banksy protest in unique, mm-hmm. artistic, and strategic ways. But during today's show, we're going to focus on the performances, resistance actions of three groups, Gag, Sing Out Louise, and Reverend Billy and the Stop Shopping Choir. It's, it's showtime! showtime! <laughs> uh, for those of you <laughs> listening in who have no idea who we are, we are Gays Against Guns, a.k.a. Gag an inclusive direct action group of LGBTQ people and allies committed to nonviolently breaking the gun industry's chain of death, which includes investors, manufacturers, the NRA, and the politicians who block safer gun laws. We formed right after the Pulse Massacre in Orlando in 2016, and we now have chapters across the country. We use song, creative theatrics, and political <laughs> protest to force real change. Gag members are bound together by the belief that people getting shot up in space in safe spaces such as schools, churches, cinemas, supermarkets, and gay bars is unacceptable. Preach. Uh, <laughs> we always start our meetings with an in memoriam to remind us of why we do this important work. Today, we're going to honor Aaron Ross of Des Moines, Iowa. On Sunday, September 30th of this year, 28-year-old Aaron Ross was shot and killed in Des Moines, which is Iowa's capital and largest city. He was ambushed in broad daylight while sitting in the passenger seat of his car. His 25-year-old girlfriend and their two young children were also present in the vehicle when the suspect fired, get this, Mary Ellen, Mm -mm. 10 shots into the car. I know. Sergeant Paul Parizek of the Des Moines Police Department said, it's a rare kind of monster that's going to wake, mm-hmm. walk up to a car in broad daylight knowing that there are two kids mm-hmm. in there and unload a gun like that. Based on witness cooperation from members of the community, investigators were able to quickly develop suspect information and arrest a man in Chicago mm-hmm. who was later charged with first-degree murder and is awaiting um, arraignment uh, back on December 4th. Uh, while Ross's friends and family mourn his death, police say that they can't believe the shooting didn't have more victims. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle that those kids weren't hurt, mm-hmm. Parazek said, which is so true. This was Des Moines' ninth homicide in 2018, a fairly low uh, statistic compared to 25 that the city had had in 2017. Sergeant Parasek and other local authorities credit it to um, crime dec- this crime decrease uh, to two critical things. He said that key arrests over the past year uh, – he believes that they, quote, have taken a number of instigators off the street, in his words, so that definitely has an impact on crime, whether it's uh, a drive-by or another form of homicide by gun violence. Uh, The other being community pressure. Once the community starts to come together and let people know that they aren't going to be tolerant of this type of activity, they do see crimes decline, says Parazak. And just for a little bit of context, Mm -hmm. Mary Ellen, 
Iowa has become a cautionary tale um, in the effort to prevent gun violence in the U.S. Uh, while the state has among the lowest gun deaths, gun death rates in the nation. In recent years, the state legislature has undertaken a concerted and sort of unprecedented effort to weaken Iowa's gun laws. Mm -hmm. It's enacted a dangerous self-defense law known as standing ground, which we know about. Mm -hmm. um, they've also weakened safety training for requirements on concealed carry. They've lowered the age uh, for handgun use to 14 with supervision. They've legalized the carrying of concealed loaded guns in government buildings, allowed intoxicated people to carry firearms arms on their own property and loosen restrictions on the possession of short barreled shotguns and rifles. So you can see that the mm -hmm. NRA and the gun lobby have yeah. really gone to town in mm -hmm. Iowa. Um, so back to Aaron, uh, the gays, gays against guns community mourns his death and we're keeping his children specifically in our and his survivors in our thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. That was a very powerful in memoriam. Uh, we're going to transition now uh, to some top gun-related news stories of the past week. Just yesterday, House Democrats announced that they are planning to move several high-profile bills to combat gun violence soon after they take power in January. But realistically, the proposals likely won't make it through the Republican-controlled Senate, which we know, but we still should count this as a win uh, and not get discouraged in our efforts in reaching our goal to break the gun industry's chain of death. Absolutely. In Pittsburgh, three gun control measures were brought before the city council less than two months after 11 worshipers at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life synagogue were shot and killed. If passed, laws will ban assault weapons and extended magazines from the city and allow courts to temporarily take guns away from individuals deemed to pose a significant danger to themselves or others. In response, the NRA said yeah. it will use all available legal avenues to ensure that residents of Pittsburgh are never subjected to unconstitutional and unlawful proposals. And my response is step, step aside, aside and sashay away. Sashay away. <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting news item, Marilyn. Okay. Uh, you may have heard about the NRA, boo, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. their recent and absurd statement that doctors should find their lane and stay there in the gun control debate. Well, an Indiana forensic pathologist tweeted a picture of what a human heart that was pierced by a bullet looks wow. like. Wow. I had never seen anything like this before, um, and it's really something else. Mm -hmm. Dr. Darren Wolf's post read, quote, this is what a gunshot wound to the heart looks like. This is not survivable. This could be the heart of anyone, but no matter who it is, it's preventable. That's why we speak. Thank you to Dr. Wolf. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so this past Sunday, there was a truly magical experience when Gag <laughs> was canonized by the one and only Reverend Billy at jo Joe's Pub. So just in case you haven't heard about the mastermind, who is mm -hmm. Reverend Billy and his Stop Shopping Choir, they are 50 wild anti-consumerist gospel shouters who are based out of New York City and have a congregation in the thousands. Is that right? It's right. It's I didn't true. know that. It's very true. Wow. Um, a thousand and one, including me now. Okay. Uh, so getting back to Sunday. So Reverend Billy asked Kevin Herzog, also known as Mother, Mother Gag, <laughs> to join him on stage and say a few words about who we are and our goals and objectives. And well, I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm going to let you enjoy what happened next. Tough, tough day. I heard 
<laughs> Wasn't that great? It was. I love him. I love them so much. Uh, so the video is posted on the Gag Facebook page. So in case anyone wants to check it out, that the preachable, teachable moment, or we should call it just divine intervention, please check it out. Yeah. I've watched a few times. Um, that really was a great example of two innovative performance-resistant groups coming together and sharing an inspiring moment of activism. The audience was enthralled. And you can tell by all those cheers and laughs. And that's the next important point to performance resistance is the audience engagement. Mm -hmm. So Sing Out Louise is a great example of a group of volunteers who host actions in various locations around New York City, even in the Kremlin Annex, which is in D.C. So to sing parody songs, and it's a very lively experience. You'll hear one of them, their songs later in the broadcast. I was at a Sing Out Louise action at Union Square in New York City recently, and I noticed two people in the audience who were especially engaged with smiles and laughter. So I asked them later on what inspired them to stop and to join us, and their names are Patrick Young and Beth Tripmacher. Singing just feels good, I think. And it's, it gives, if you go to a march, I think a lot of people may not go because they have to get up and get there and then spend a day doing that. But as you saw, like, people just kind of come in and out and spend a few minutes as they please and then go back to whatever it is they were doing. So maybe this is just easier for them to access. I don't know. And there's like a kind of, I mean, these songs are funny. They're really yeah, funny. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, somebody got to laugh at all of this. And it's, you know, you got to have a little bit of a light heart about this because if you don't, you're going to lose your mind. Mm -hmm. So it it's kind of feels good to just, whereas March can be kind of serious and everybody's really, it's very intense. This is kind of a lighthearted way of kind of expressing the same feelings. So during similar actions, I've spoken with others like Patrick and Beth, and I've noticed two themes. Mm -hmm. First is that a, this different style of activism is something that breaks people's expectations of what protesting is all about. And the second is that there are times when actions are being brought to them, which is very encouraging and offers a sense of inclusion, sort of like, come on, join us, and maybe even have some fun while you're at it. Yeah. So um, I got involved with GAG immediately when they asked for volunteers for a Sandy Hook vigil, and it was a very oh, wow. powerful, very uh, moving experience and just got me hooked right away. So, so were you an HB? Yes, a human being. A human being. Excuse me, I didn't explain it. So, human beings are people that dress all in white. Right. They're veiled. They hold a placard of a gun victim, and they uh, they represent. They take space mm -hmm. for somebody who was shot and killed by guns. So, yes, I was representing a child, mm -hmm. a victim of wow. Sandy Hook. Wow. So, yeah. So that was your way of you know saying, let me try this. This yes. is a a great good entree, and I think that's really interesting that you chose that route because mm -hmm. I know that just personally I've never been a human being at any of oh. the actions um, I find it and you know to be frank I find it a little intimidating yeah. because you are a focal point you yeah. are paid a lot of attention to yeah. you know and I've heard from different folks that it can be a quite emotional experience it is. not it everyone is. has that that's that right feeling yep. um, that experience I know we've talked mm -hmm. <laughs> out of the studio <laughs> um, many times about how you have found it to be quite an emotional experience. Um, myself, I got involved from the very beginning, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, I had heard through the gay grapevine. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to work at the AIDS Walk. I used to volunteer with them, fundraise with them. So I know a bunch of the ACT UP 
uh, individuals, and I had heard rumblings about Gays Against Guns and through Corey Johnson's network, um, that there was going to be a, an action, a die-in along the Pride March route, so I left at the chance. Um, and that was back in 2006, not long okay. after um, Gays Against Guns was founded. Uh, and I was just hooked. You know, I've been down to D.C. Um, to be a part of those actions where mm-hmm. we, you know, hold space for folks, but we also um, march into senators' mm-hmm. offices mm-hmm. and yep. demand action. Um, we have civil disobedience actions where people get arrested. I'm planning on doing that Hooray! at some point. You know, that's like the ultimate um, sort of. Uh, Let's I don't talk know. afterwards. Yeah, the golden <laughs> ring, I guess. Um, but you know, I just I find that to your point, you know, everybody brings to the table what their talents are, what their interests are, what's in their heart, um, and I kind of see it as Sing Out Louise being a literal core. Yes. chorus of voices yep. um, and gaze against guns is a chorus of sort of hearts and minds you know oh, and how we beautiful. how we put those actions like and goodwill to to use um, I know that you and I at the last March when we marshaled a hundred oh, plus yeah hundred beings yeah, and uh, rank and file to represent were. unfortunately the number yeah. the average number of people who are shot and killed every day exactly so yeah right. HBs one hundred and four oh. yeah and I was sort of in you know the typical role of the marshal making sure that the lines were yeah. uniform and <laughs> so you and I, I were sort of shouting <laughs> uh, orders but you know you you take a second to um, really. Uh, in those moments, you don't have a lot of time to reflect. Right. But when you see folks along the Pride March mm-hmm. route who are deeply impacted by the work that we do, who aren't familiar with gays against right. guns, who know a little bit next to nothing maybe about the gun violence epidemic. I know that's hard to imagine right. that those people exist. Um, there are those moments of levity where you can find yourself and right. really reflect on, on. Or even just that power of silence is just that's another disruption as far as protesting is concerned it's not just the cheering and the singing and everything but it's that powerful silent moment that just turning a corner and seeing a hundred and plus people dressed all in white coming and walking so slowly and people just stop and they start weeping or they just reflect it's yeah. very powerful. And and that's where the performative mm-hmm. sort of aspect of Gays Against Guns and, and Sing Out Louise and groups, you know, like us mm-hmm. um, come into play. It's it's the power of action. Yep. You know, it's the power of our voices. It's the power of the space that we take for ourselves and for others, um, not just those who have been lost to gun mm-hmm. violence, but those who will be lost because we know it's it's going to happen day after day. Um, you know, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. I know you are, Mm -hmm. um, and that it can be a little intimidating, but take it from us. We've been there and we get it. We We definitely get it. (laughs) But taking that step forward and actually going to join some of these groups, that's, that's the most important part. And I, you know, I'd wager to guess that nearly every time that somebody steps forward to help a group, they're going to welcome you. And if not then, then you can, you persist. You get in there. You keep mm-hmm. going back and back because uh, it's important. It's important these days, and every, we need you. So listen to here to two dedicated and passionate members of Sing Out Louise uh, have to say about activism and group spirit here. Are, uh, excuse me, Alyssa Stein and Mark Leidorf. Amazingly joyful thing to be with other people who feel the same way, but you're out on the streets being creative and positive and inclusive and angry, but angry with a sense of humor. And that to me, after being in the streets for a while, after the 
2016 election was this joyful breath of fresh air to be able to, to bring that sense of fun and still be protesting and be angry and having a message and sharing that with other people and engaging people. You know, Mark has always said that what we do is normalizing activism, mm -hmm. and it is. It's this sort of entryway into being an activist, but it's easy because you're having fun. And so people are participating without really thinking about, oh wait, here I am standing in the streets protesting something, but they're doing it with us, and because we're this collective, it's just this easy start for a lot of people who hadn't done something like this before. You have to make it safe for people to talk about the stuff that's really dangerous and really outrageous, and we're kind of the gentle way in for people to do that. So if I can actually sing these silly songs about that, then they've got it in their DNA. Oh yeah, I was at a protest. I sang about Donald Trump. And they might feel more comfortable joining the larger, you know, more higher stakes things that come, come down the pike. And they are coming down the pike. Um, my other job, our job, is um, a little bit of an outlet for activists. Because the people that come to Sing Out Louise are, I mean, it's the core Gays Against Guns folks. It's the core, some core Rise and Resist folks. It's old Act Up people. It's, it's people who have made a difference fighting, you know these endless meetings and planning and protests and lobbying and, you know, all kinds of direct action. And the singing group is like a bit of fun that they get to have. So they're really great. I absolutely love Mark and uh, Alyssa so much. They uh, Mark actually writes mo almost all of those brilliant songs mm -hmm. um, for Sing Out Louise. And Alyssa is the fantastic <laughs> graphic designer and social media genius. You are, Alyssa. So to wrap up this segment, just keep in mind that there are many options out there to get involved and let your voice be heard with groups that need you. Yes, you. So whether you like to sing or perform or write, if you have an interest in the arts or you're an accountant, a strategist, or you know your way around a press release, your skills and your talents are important and welcomed, please. And that's right. And to find <laughs> uh, find out more about working with us, Gag, please visit gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at gazeagainstgunsny on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. Also be sure to check out our website to learn more about Gag chapters located nationwide, like an L.A., D.C., Chicago, all San Francisco. Over. I think there's one in Des Moines. Even. It's hard to keep up. All over. Uh, we also meet every other Tuesday at 7 p.m. in Manhattan at the LGBT uh, Community Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is this Thursday, actually, on December 20th, and it's going to be wonderful because yes. guess what? what? It's our second holiday celebration. No way. Second annual. Are you yep. kidding? I am not kidding. I would not <laughs> joke about a party. This will be a great time to have uh, some fun and cheer. With members, new and yes. existing current <laughs> members. Everybody is welcome, of course, and we're looking forward to meeting you there. Okay, so up next is our very own gag style. We're going to hear that song from uh, I Promised You Before, that Sing Out Louise song. So Sing Out Louise is our satirical, singing, political, queer tet who you'll find out in the streets and at marches all over the city. They take well-known pop songs, patriotic songs, all types of songs, and put them in a fun political twist on them. Jingle bells, something smells on Fifth Avenue. Three million votes was not enough. America is screwed. Jingle bells off the rails. Democracy is through. Oh, what fun it is to ride to a racist rendezvous. Stacking the Supremes, ripping up your Medicare. The weather's so extreme, we do not have a prayer. Why the discontent? 
Don't be such a scrooge. No taxes for the 1%. That's really, really huge. Oh, jingle bells, fresh new house. Ho, 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 boo-hoo. Latin, Muslim, black or Jew, they're coming just for you. Jingle bells, children's jails, is this really true? Have we traveled back in time to a Nazi deja vu? Dashing off some tweets about scary caravan. Call the boys in sheets, is that the master plan? He's our Cheeto King, making things all right. Oh, what fun it is to sing a fascist song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, something smells on Fifth Avenue. Three million votes was not enough. America is screwed. Jingle bells off the rails. Democracy is through. Oh, what fun it is to ride to a racist rendezvous. 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 <laughs> uh, so, folks, thanks for listening tonight. We love spending time with each and every one of you. So if you love spending time with us, please show it by becoming a gag WBAI buddy. Hey, Josh, let me ask you something. What is a WBAI buddy? That's a great question. It is, right? It is. A WBAI (laughs) buddy is someone who keeps our volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation each and every month. It's safe. It's secure. It's easy. It's generous. Volunteer-run and makes this show possible. Mm -hmm. Just go to WBAI.org or call 516-620- 3602 and beca- become a WBAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. And many, many thanks. Many thanks. So now it's to finish the show with our hell yes when we celebrate some of our favorite cheeros and heroes. This is actually, this is seriously my favorite part in this, the world. And it's serious business. It's serious business. It is. Okay, so we have to give a resounding hell yeah to this week's interviewees, Kevin Herzog, Patrick and Beth, Alyssa and Mark. Hell, hell yeah! yeah. It's a lean back from the mic. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah to Reverend Billy and the Stop Shopping Choir and especially Fran Benitez for yes, the Fran, amazing gag you. beautification ceremony hell, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah to Parkland Survivor and March for Our Lives founder Jacqueline Corn for being accepted to Harvard so you go girl we're so happy for you and we wish you all of them and all of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas students the very best with their scholastic pursuits Hell yeah. yeah. And you know what? Um, before we go away, there was one thing I neglected sure. to mention. So I had an interview with um, a little time to spend with Reverend Billy after the performance. And oh, he awesome. brought up some really good points as far as uh, extinction for the uh, nonprofits and mm-hmm. actually some of the groups such as us and mm-hmm. other groups. And so he was just mentioning that uh, as far as affecting change and identifying how their return on investment and everything, like that financial piece, that kind of mm-hmm. icky financial piece we don't want to mm-hmm. talk about, really have to be more mindful of that. And then people just, as we mentioned with WBAI and the buddy, just to give as much as you possibly can because this time of year, it's giving is in the holiday spirit and we just want to put that out there and uh Hope that, uh, you know, a lot of these groups survive. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's important to put that energy out there. Uh, you know, we have future shows coming up, you know, between now and the uh, the rest of the Do new we year. Really? And in January, I know, you know, keep coming back, you know, week I'm after week. Back. Yeah, I'll be here. You'll be here. <laughs> uh, hopefully everybody else will be here. You I listening think, out um, there. And next week, I think it's going to be recorded, even right. though it's Christmas. It's going to be a recorded yeah. session. And then the following week, we're going to record it as well. So um, there's going to be a lot more information and uh, great shows. But I think in also in 2019, we have a great list that we're building already. So we one do. is going to be about guns on college campuses. That ties into the Reciprocity Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's also a really interesting twist. I think this is going to be a two-part series where it's love the movies, hate the guns. And I know I'm always personally yeah. you know, conflicted when I'm watching you know some of these movies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm rooting for that guy. But oh my gosh, he's got a gun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. speaking of uh, street art and Banksy, just a little tangent, there's this great group mm-hmm. called Guns and Pickles. Have you heard uh, of them? I think so, they yes. They slap yes. P- st- uh, stickers of pickles <laughs> up yes. over guns in the subway and I'm so into that. Um, I've also, you know, don't take it from me. Oh, okay. I, I, you know. You've heard. I've heard. You've heard of these things. I've heard of these things, but I've seen some gag stickers over guns in the subway Uh, as well. Yeah, I've heard about that as well. Huh. Huh. I wonder. Um, You know, Those daredevils out there. Those daredevils, yes. Uh, Well, thanks for listening, and we're back next week, uh, Tuesday, December 25th, Christmas Day at 6.30. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website. Happy gagging. Happy gagging, Josh. Uh, I love you. Happy holidays. Okay, happy holidays. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Article 6, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution, also known as the Supremacy Clause, states in part that treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. While this language might seem pretty straightforward, a series of legal decisions has undermined the intent and power of this clause in the U.S. Constitution. As a result, U.S. courts generally do not recognize international declarations, conventions, and treaties as legitimate grounds for bringing lawsuits. That means that even though the U.S. signs a treaty on human rights, and those treaties are the supreme law of the land, neither the U.S. government nor judges in the U.S. courts are legally bound to respect the supreme law of the land or our human rights. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Open Sesame! This Thursday, December 20th at 10 p.m., The Sweet Spot is thrilled to welcome the iconic Robert Cool Bell and Hakeem Bell to the studio. Cool and the Gang has performed continuously longer than any other R&B group in history, and their bulletproof funk arrangements make them the most sampled R&B group of all time. Tune into The Sweet Spot with your hosts DJ Baby K and Kyle McNeil with special guests Robert Cool Bell and Hakeem Bell. This Thursday, December 20th, 10 p.m., only on WBAI 99.5 FM, listener-sponsored community radio. Hey, Harry, old buddy, old pal. So I want you to be my buddy.
friends or buddies as we like to refer to you as here at WBAI. Either way, we invite you to join us and become a member of this fine radio station. We want to partner with you, but we want to do it in the least imposing and most painless way possible. Here's the deal. It's called the Buddy Pledge. You give us your support for 12 months and we give you access to the most eclectic music as well as the best and thought-provoking news, talk, and community affairs. Sound good? See it in your heart to pledge a minimum of $10 per month. Each payment will automatically be deducted from your credit or bank statement, so there's no reminders needed. Just join us for a one-year membership and go online at www.give2wbai.org. That's give numeral 2wbai.org and be part of our vibrant community. WBAI New York. This is WBAI New York, 99.5 FM and WBAI.org online. The previous program was Radio Gag, Gays Against Guns, um, and that is on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. here on WBAI. And if you appreciate what they bring to the table on a weekly basis, please consider becoming a financial supporter to this radio station by calling 516-620-3602. We are in our final moments of our fund drive for the holiday season of 2018, raising funds to make sure that this institution known as WBAI continues to provide you that unique perspective of the world that you expect from us here on a daily basis. Again, that number is 516-620-3602 or go to give to WBAI.org online. That's the number to give to WBAI.org online. You can also text to donate, texting WBAI on your smartphone to the number 41444. 